The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is Muriel Felous, your host. And I hope that you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Uh, my day is fabulous today. I lately have been going back to simple. Um, I, I just crave, you know, the simple ways that, for example, my grandmother was uh, living in. So I've been cooking a lot. And I've been exploring because I'm tired of cooking always the same thing, frankly. And, and you know I'm French, so food is definitely one of the center of our life, uh, the centers, uh, a good food, taste. And for me, I'm so sensitive to colors, not so much smells, I smell, but I think since I had COVID, I probably lost some of my smell because it's not, it's there, but it's not as strong as before. So maybe, I don't know if there are any tests, the same way that we have urine tests. I don't know if there are any smell tests. Mm, interesting. And I'm sure that our brain being so magnificent, there is a way to work on that. I just didn't investigate yet. If you know about it, uh, please contact me either in the Facebook group or um, anywhere on my website. Let me know. Are there any tests to test your smell? And I know I can Google it, but it's so much more fun when it's you my listeners who interact with me and let me know what you know about. And maybe there are some uh, also, you know, like I, I'm, I'm certified in Reiki. I know people do Qigong or Qigong. Um, maybe there are practices like this to develop our smell. I'm going to look. I have um, Donazid and uh, Energy Medicine course. I'm going to look if there is anything on there. I'm curious to know. I will let you know. And maybe we can do a fun uh, either episode or even a Facebook live or something about our senses. I have, I don't know if you know Dennis Lynn. 
Denise Lin. I, I, my accent, I swear. She is someone that I'm following and I've been taking some of her classes and some of her... Um, I, I did the 28 days clearing, I think it's called. Uh, I have her book. And right now, I was looking yesterday, I have her mystic cooking book. And she ha it's such a beautiful book. It's a Hay House book. And I think she did it with her daughter, who's a cook or a chef or something like that, who all just loves to cook. And there are there is a whole portion on eating with your senses, like sens sensuously, sensuous, sensuous eating, uh, eating. And so she was talking about talking about eating with your eyes, eating with your nose, eating with your ears, and I love all those kind of things. So if we could do something fun where you could even participate. Let me know if that's something you would like to do. We could do a Facebook meeting, Facebook Live, where I share something directly from my kitchen or something, and you share something, and just ways for us to heighten our senses. That would be fun. That's just an idea that I'm throwing let me know if that resonates. If I get uh, people uh, um, contacting me or answering me about that, I'll do something. Promise. So today's subject is about the absolute necessity, the must, about doing shadow work. Because especially if you want a more harmonious relationship with your teen, with less conflict, saying goodbye to conflict, how to argue less, this is something that you need to address. Frankly, in my books, the entire earth need, needs to do shadow work because this is the source of so many conflicts. This is the source of our reacting instead of responding. This is the source of being triggered without knowing why. This is the source of us pointing our fingers to others in judgment. This is the source of projection when you think that someone is saying that for this reason. And I'm going to share two examples <coughs> about my personal life where I totally, totally projected onto people and it was totally not accurate. And so we project based on what we believe the other person is going to think. But where does that come from? That comes from our shadow. All the things that we refuse to be, see or feel about ourselves. And that comes from when we were kids, we came and based on the reaction of the people, especially the authority figures around us, their reaction to us being a certain way or doing a certain thing. Every time we saw that love was withdrawn 
because of something we did, we repressed, we, we stuffed that thing under because if there is one thing we want is to be loved and to feel safe as kids. So if we, th we saw that something was unacceptable, we pushed it down. And we certainly, certainly didn't express this quality in us or this archetype. I remember, and I wasn't even such a young kid anymore, I was 16. I remember I was learning about investment and I, I always loved um, the world of finances and investment, etc. And I had a discussion with my father. I don't even remember what, but there is a sentence that stayed with me for so long until today where I heard him say, it is not moral to have money work for you. It's like you have to work for money, but money shouldn't work for you. And I remember it, it confused me so much. And the fact that I remember it today when I'm 56 tells you that it did impact me emotionally and it did probably install itself as a belief within me. And that's one of the reasons why I, why I don't have investments today, maybe. Because now, well, it is not a belief now for me anymore. I mean, if I, when I talk to my kids, I stress the, the fact that if they, if they can invest in in real estate or anything, or even small, at small levels, they should do it once when they are young. Because even if you invest, and I was just talking to my daughter in the US not so long ago, telling her that even if she can't put a lot aside every week or every month, she should do it anyway on a, in a place where, and, and of course I, I didn't give her any, We didn't research about investments yet, but she knows she wants to invest in real estate. And I told her how important it was to do that when you're young because it will, um, how do you call it, accrue. She's only 25. It's young. It's the time to start. I wish I had known that when I was her age. I wish I had known the importance of that. I wish I had known the possibility of that. But anyway, that's something that I probably put in my shadow and together with a lot of negative messaging that we, all of us, hear about money very often in our childhood. Uh, and there are other things that are not maybe about money. I remember being told that you don't wear white in winter because only the prostitutes back then in France used to wear white. So there is something weird that got mixed up in my shadow about that and about maybe my sexuality. Well, that's for sure. I, in my time, you didn't, at least in my family, you didn't get the greatest messaging about sexuality. Thank God it didn't affect me so much. And... I was, I didn't have to work on any blockage, but 
it happens. And it's not the same thing. What, what transpires and what is integrated for one kid is not necessarily integrated in the same family for the other kids. Because talking with my uh, siblings, we are not all the same. We didn't internalize the negative messaging about things the same way. So we've been impacted. Maybe for me it was to not be too loud because, because it's not classy. That's something that I heard a lot in my childhood. And I was never someone who speaks loud. And even today, I was talking with my friends yesterday at the beach or the day, I mean, in the last few days. And they, they speak louder because, first of all, they... Their personality is, is like that. And they live in a country where we are very vocal, a Middle Eastern and, and Mediterranean, Mediterranean countries like Italians and Spain, all that. We are, we are, the tone is different than, for example, in Scandinavia or in the US. So I started a, a sentence and someone cut me off and the other one cut me off even more. And soon enough, I couldn't talk. So I just pointed that. And that's something that for me, in my family, we were very made aware of that you don't speak loud, especially when you're in the train and all that. Nobody has to know your business, etc. It's not classy. So that's something that I heard a lot. Um, to give you other examples... We, we, in our society, we prioritize the intellectual so much. And you may have other abilities, you may have other archetypes that you came with and that you will never express because this is a no-no in your family and in our society, like being an artist. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, having, let's say your teen is coming to you and say, I want to be an actor. That's a big thing. What have you internalized in there, in your, in your family of origin about that? I have an episode that I'm going to recycle here that comes from my old podcast uh, with the mother of, oh my God, today my brain, I'm telling you, he's a famous actor that is now, that has played the lead role in Love, Victor. And his mother supported him, thank God, throughout all these years for him to become an actor. 
But it's something that is very courageous because if she was a single mother. She didn't have the budget, etc., etc. At the end, it paid off. He's now a well-known actor. And things like this, like my son telling me that he wants to be a tattoo artist. My first reaction was like, uh, no. Now my reaction is like, if you're going to do that, you're going to go to school for art. You're going to take it as seriously as you would take any other career. So we'll see if that's what he decides. But our shadow carries all those things that we don't accept about ourselves and all our fear of us being that. For example, let me give you an example. Being egoistical, being selfish more, it's the exact translation, we carry a very bad um, meaning to that. We carry something, we, we carry a story that if we're selfish, we're a bad person. Now, if you take the topic of being selfish, with, which is self-oriented, thinking about yourself first, the healthy side of that is that if you take care of yourself, you have something to give. If you don't, you will give out of obligation and that will lead to resentment. So tell me, is selfish such a bad thing? We have attached a bad meaning because most people are so afraid of expressing it that they express it in the shadow side, which is thinking about myself and not thinking about others at all. Now, if you are deciding consciously to express that quality in a healthy way, and you take care of yourself as a mother before you take care of your, your kids, I know for myself, when I don't sleep well, I'm a dragon. I am not fun to be around. I have a daughter who probably her blood sugar, when it goes too down, it, it affects her mood. When she's hungry, you do not want to be around her. So tell me, is, is it selfish to think about yourself first, to want to have a good night's sleep so I can mother better? I can be a better person in the world. I can be more fun to be around. No. But there are many, many things like that. And what we don't dare expressing, we transform it in judgment. Let me give you another example. I have a thing, I'm very triggered by lies, less and less because I work on it, but lying is one of the worst things for me. But if you examine lying, and the question to ask is, so you point the finger, they're a liar, I hate that, they're a liar. I, that's something that I used to judge so harshly. It would even drive my, the way I vote if I felt that a candidate was more lying than the other, etc. Now, at, a, at some point when I learned about the shadow, I started asking myself, okay, I notice. So one way to discover what you have in your shadow is to look at what you're judging and you're pointing the finger at and ask yourself, how do I do that too? 
And if you hear that, you're going to be horrified, like, let's say, lying, for example. No, I'm not doing that. I don't like to lie. I, that's something I'm not doing. First of all, can you say 100% of the time that you have never, you never do a white lie or you say to someone, I'm sorry, I can't come. I already have something when it's not true. It's just because you don't want to do it. First. Second is, are you sure you're not lying to yourself sometimes about a relationship, about something that you would like to change and you say, I want it, I want it, I want it, but you don't do what is required for you to get it. You're lying to yourself. You don't really want it. You may want it consciously. You don't want it unconsciously. Otherwise, you would have done it. Everywhere where you have conscious desires, keep you, you do something you don't want over and over or you can't reach something you want over and over and over, there is some kind of commitment in you, unconscious commitment, to not having it. And that's something worth examining. So if we talk about the lying, which for me is also, I don't like if my teen is lying to me. But if I think that they're not going to lie to me, I'm lying to myself because teenagers lie. And if I think I never lie to myself, phew, I do lie to myself. There are things that I lie to myself too. And sometimes it's not a full-blown lie. It's like when I used to binge or eat sugar and I'm like telling myself, oh, well, this is my pleasure in life. I deserve pleasure. That's a full lie. It's, I deserve pleasure, but that's, maybe it's pleasure for five minutes. It's not good for me. It's like, I was thinking I'm entitled to have a little bit of pleasure and not entitled, sorry, deserving. And that's good for me that I have pleasure. That's not good for me when I have pleasure with those things. So I know it's sometimes not such black and white and it's kind of grayish, but anything that we don't want to express, we are repressing pushing down in our shadow and it's going to come and expressing itself in bad ways. For me, for example, it took me a long time before I could accept the fact that I can be a biatch and that's deforming the word. I can be. And I've seen myself being that sometimes. But sometimes it's good. I even coached a client once on developing her secret biatch because she was too nice. Sometimes you have to show your claws. So shadow work is a must. And the way you can start doing shadow work about your parenting, examine the very sensitive subject like lying, cheating. Where do you cheat yourself? Where do you say, ah, oh, I could exercise today, but I don't feel like exercising. When you can take a 10-minute walk or 15-minute walk, you don't have to go to the um, gym.
and neutralize them. Do some tapping or do some reframing, do whatever you have to do. Because it will be in your way in your relationship. Instead of being an observer, when you see, for example, your teen saying something that you don't would really like to hear them say, you're going to react right away. Instead of just being able to be in the spot of the observer, you're going to react. So if you want to be less reactive and more observing, you must work with your shadow. What is unacceptable for you? Laziness, for example. If you haven't accepted the fact that sometimes you can be lazy, and I'm giving you examples straight from my life. I'm a double Capricorn. I'm a worker. I have, I had so much judgment about not doing anything. Not so much when I was younger, but when I started really reflecting on things. I had a thing about lazy. That was a huge trigger for me. What are your triggers? And how does it trigger you when you see that in your kid and leading to an unnecessary argument? I don't know if there are any necessary arguments, but I know that there are necessary conflicts sometimes. Where does it lead you into an unnecessary one? Laziness, I know, is a trigger for a lot of moms. Seeing them... You've been telling them 20,000 times to do something and it's still not done. And you're triggered. And then you make it mean something about them for the rest of their lives. They're going to be lazy and the house is going to be a mess and they won't be able to maybe get up in the morning to go to work. And even that, there is some work to do around. What if it is true? How can you accept that? But that's for another day when we'll talk about acceptance. What is in your shadow? How can you neutralize the triggers to be more observing than reactive and have less unnecessary conflicts with your teenagers? So I give you one way. What do you condemn in others? What do you feel others guilty of that is really, really triggering you? And then I would ask the questions like I do with my clients. Who told you that? And it goes back to childhood. What messaging have you been hearing about that? So you're really conscious about how it was installed. And what does it mean about the person? Because being lazy, it's not such a big deal. What does it mean about your teen if they're lazy? Does it mean they will be unsuccessful in life? Does it mean they are uncaring about how it makes you feel? Maybe maybe you, you're afraid they don't care enough. What does it mean that is so bad? And the last question, if you are doing it yourself, does it mean that about you? And what will you block in your life? How, if you want to go down, 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 down to the source, the first thing we want is being accepted and loved by others. How will it make you an uh, unlovable person if you're that? 
And that's what I would tap on. What does it mean about me? Why don't I express that? What does it mean if I am lazy? Who am I? Am I a bad person? Am I someone who's unlovable? No one will love me if I'm, unhel- if I'm uh, lazy. Go down to the source, the core of it. And tap on that. So that was about shadow work. And, and by the way, we do shadow work with my clients all the time. I do shadow work with myself regularly. I have a notebook where I have stuff that I know are triggering that I need to work on. And the more triggers you will desensitize, the more peace of mind you will have in your life. I guarantee you that. That's a promise. Because I know how it works. So if you want more peace of mind, if you want to live more peacefully, more happily, more joyfully without having all this baggage that is under the surface, and that sometimes you're so afraid that people would discover because some of our shadow is conscious, then work on that and desensitize. And life will be lighter. First of all, you'll, you'll get mad way less often. That's already a plus in my book. So shed some light on your shadow and be lighter. That's my goodbye for today. See you next time with another episode. Mwah. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform of your choice. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.